0: Information discussed in this podcast may be sensitive in nature to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Benny Battle Jr. grew up in the small town of Yulee, Florida, just miles from the Georgia border. Benny was always close to his family, and that continued into his adult years. Benny eventually moved to the west coast of Florida, to a small town known as Old Town, located in Dixie County. Benny would enjoy spending time with his daughter, fishing, and working out. Benny did run into some trouble with drugs, but as of 2018, he seemed to be doing much better. Benny Battle was last known to be at home in Old Town, Florida on December 10th, 2019. His niece went to the home that evening to see Benny, but found a bunch of other people there instead. She would say that she felt really uncomfortable as they were acting strange, so she just left. The next day, December 11, 2019, A friend showed up at the home to pick Benny up for his court date for a pending case from the year before. But Benny wasn't there. Benny had been working to get this case settled, and he was almost there. It simply didn't make sense that he wouldn't show up, and he had made plans with his friend to pick him up that morning. But in fact, Benny hasn't been seen or heard from since. Where is Benny Battle Jr.? Hello, and welcome back to the Where Are They podcast. We covered Benny's case almost two years ago and thought it was time for a revisit. This case remains open. Benny is still missing, and there is still a family out there that needs and deserves answers. There hasn't been many developments in the past two years, but there are some new people working on the case, and it seems that many local to that area think they know what happened to Benny. Perhaps with some new officials overseeing the case, it's more likely some answers will finally come to light. Benny Battle Jr. was born on February 25, 1979 and grew up in the small town of Yulee, Florida. Yulee is a small Florida town near the Georgia border. Like many people growing up in Yulee, Benny loved the outdoors and he loved fishing. Living near the water made fishing an enjoyable and available hobby for Benny. Benny also enjoyed working out and lifting weights. He was also very close to his family, especially his mother and his father. Even as an adult, he kept in regular contact with both of them, often spending time with his dad, just sitting around watching TV and chatting. And his mother will tell you that he was a mama's boy through and through, a sentiment that everyone who knew him would agree to. At some point growing up, Benny did have some struggles with drugs. But he had worked to overcome that, and it seemed that he was doing better. He was doing well at the time he disappeared. At least that's what everyone had thought. And his criminal record would kind of reflect that. In 2018, Benny was now living in Old Town, Florida. Old Town is a small town on the west coast of Florida, the opposite side of the state from his hometown of Yulee. Benny had a daughter, and after some recent legal troubles due to his drug addiction, by 2018, Benny was able to start cleaning himself up and getting his life back together. The Disappearance On Tuesday, December 10th, 2019, Benny's niece earlier had come over to the house to visit Benny and some friends. After a while, she left, and she stated she would be back later. When she went back to the house that evening, however, Benny wasn't there. There was a group of people that she saw, and she claimed they had been acting strange, and since she didn't know them very well, or at all, she decided to leave. She said she felt very unsettled. At this point, she didn't know where Benny was, but she knew he wasn't there. He wasn't home. The next day, the morning of Wednesday, December 11th, 2019, a friend went to that house to pick Benny up for a court hearing. This court date was stemming from a charge back in 2018. He had not had any additional charges since then, leading many to believe that he was doing much better, getting his life back in order. Benny had been making great strides to better his life. His daughter, who was now a teenager, was one of the main reasons why. And it was important to Benny to finally finish up this last court process for his prior troubles and finally put it behind him. This court date was a day that Benny had been, in a way, looking forward to. But this friend showed up and Benny wasn't there. That was extremely unusual and very unexpected. No one at the house seemed to know where Benny was, and his friend couldn't reach him either. Benny had been anxious to wrap up this court case, and this would likely have been a final hearing. It just didn't make any sense for Benny to miss it. Throughout the day, friends and family tried to reach Benny, but they couldn't. They were very worried, and part of that worry was them concerned that he had maybe fallen off the wagon somewhere. No one knew what to think. A week later, on December 19th, Benny missed his regular appointment for his disability and still no one had been able to reach him or find him anywhere. Even with his struggles in the past, Benny always would eventually surface, especially calling his mother. So his family knew at this point, something was very, very wrong. It was now they called the police to report Benny missing. The Search Immediately, Benny's family started searching for him. Actually, they had begun searching for him from the first day they couldn't find him. Now it was time for the authorities to step in and help. And this is what loved ones of missing people hope for. Help from officials, people with resources and knowledge of how to find people things that they can do and have access to that most others don't. But that doesn't always happen, especially in the cases of people that have any kind of past or any kind of history. And in fact, since Benny missed that court date on December 11th, he had an active warrant, so law enforcement figured that Benny really wasn't missing, he was probably on the run from that warrant. Even though that would make sense to an outsider, Benny's family said that that He had never done this before, and even if he had, he would never stay out of touch with his mother this long. His mother knew something was wrong. You can't argue with that mother's instinct. Family continued to do their own legwork. Dixie County, Florida is a very small and rural area, an area where a lot of people know each other, and people were talking. People in the area started to come forward with some unsettling information, but they asked to remain anonymous. They said in the days that followed Benny's disappearance, they smelled a very foul odor in and around the house, very bad. So the family questions the young man that had been living there about this smell, and his answer was that there was some old nacho cheese left out, and he attributed the smell to that. Interestingly, the day after Benny was last seen, That young man is taken to the hospital and put on a three-day hold. I don't know the specifics of that, but over and over again, he claims that if something happened to Benny, he couldn't have done it as he was at the hospital. So what caused him to go to the hospital? Did something traumatic happen? Or was he in need of, of what he had hoped would be an alibi? In the days that followed, a total of seven people would come forward and sign affidavits that they knew Benny was murdered and they knew who did it. Seven different people. It was stated that after he was murdered, his body was wrapped in plastic under the house for two weeks before being moved. However, the police still refused to investigate this as a possible homicide or even look into it as a crime scene never even going out to see if there was any credence to that story. They stuck by the fact that they believed Benny was on the run. Now, in fact, if that's not bad enough, those seven informants asked for their identities to be kept confidential. But shortly after that, the police were seen out and about drinking coffee and mingling with townspeople, telling them the story of Benny, and giving up the names of some of those witnesses that had wanted to remain anonymous. It's no wonder that people might be scared to talk. So since the police won't check out the home, the family decides to see if they can. A family friend reaches out to the owner of the home and learns that they live out of state, but they rent the house to their son. And they grant Benny's family permission to search the premises. In February of 2020, two months after Benny was last seen, the family went to the property and brought search and cadaver dogs. No police are present because they don't believe there's anything to search for. They're still holding on to the theory that Benny ran off because of this pending court situation. And sure enough, two different dogs hit on the same spot underneath the home. The family calls the police out to investigate, And they do send an officer out, but very unprepared. And they don't believe the cadaver dog's hit was credible. They also check the inside of the home and they find carpet with several bloodstains. The police officer, still refusing to call in a CSI team, cuts some of the sections of carpet with a pocket knife. And he doesn't clean the knife during this process and in between cuts. And in fact, when a private investigator who is working with the family puts on sterile gloves to help the officer with this evidence collection, the officer basically rolled his eyes. He had no evidence kit, nothing of any kind to indicate they were taking this seriously. The private investigator took some photos, but the police officer took none. Family later also recovered some bones on the property and turned them into the police. The police finally said they would send the bones off to the crime lab along with the carpet remnants. But to date, when the family calls the state lab to check on the progress, the lab states that they still have not received any evidence to test yet. Other suspicious occurrences. In May of 2020, Benny's ex-girlfriend, Cheyenne, was killed in a car accident. Many have said this car accident was suspicious, but others have said it was just an unfortunate car accident. Cheyenne was just 23 years old. She was sitting in a disabled vehicle that was being towed by a rope, and as the driver of the truck that was pulling her went around the curve in the road, he accelerated, which somehow swung the car Cheyenne was in into oncoming traffic. She was struck by an oncoming vehicle and died. The word on the street and in the town is that this was intentional because Cheyenne knew too much about Benny and what had happened. In fact, the driver of the truck was said to be involved in whatever it was that did happen. But I also have to say that many others have come forward defending this man stating that this is completely false and he has nothing to do with Benny, and the car accident had nothing to do at all with what happened to Benny Battle. Another interesting tidbit of information coming out of Dixie County, Florida, happened in early 2021. On the evening of January 2nd, James Richard Bosky was murdered at the entrance of Horseshoe Beach, about 30 minutes from Old Town. James Boskey was killed by the brother of a local highway patrol officer, so Dixie County Sheriff had to call in the FDLE, Florida Department of Law Enforcement, to investigate. Now, it's important to mention that we don't know the particulars of this case, and they are likely unrelated, but it sure seems that Dixie County, Florida does have some interesting things happening down there. Dixie County, Florida. Benny was living in Old Town, Florida, a small town in Dixie County. Dixie County is located on the Gulf of Mexico side, the west coast of Florida, and about an hour, an hour and a half west of Gainesville. Dixie County is famous for the natural beauty of the Suwannee River and the ample fishing and water in that area. There are a lot of rural areas of Dixie County, and Old Town in particular is just one small town within those areas. Old Town itself sits right on the banks of the Suwannee River. This was likely a great place for Benny to live, as Old Town and the county are known for their fishing, something that we know Benny loved to do. In fact, this is what Dixie County website says about their fishing options. Every mile of the Suwannee River in Dixie County offers great fishing opportunities. If trophy bass aren't striking, probably a bait on bottom will fetch a gorgeous catfish or a cricket will bag a red belly. Some of the best freshwater fishing is among the tributary creeks of the lower Suwannee. Many would have been in fishermen's paradise. Of course, this also means there is ample water and waterways, water sources in that area, which always concerns me in missing person cases. There are also several nearby wildlife preserves and state parks. On the coast, you'll find Horseshoe Beach. Horseshoe Beach is known as Florida's last frontier because it's simply an isolated fishing village. It's not a huge, crowded, touristy Florida beach. It's very small, with less than 200 permanent residents living there. Main Street runs right along the water, where all you'll find there are mostly boat ramps, boat slips, and houses on stilts bordering right on the water. The area does bring in some tourism, but that is mostly for the fishing. I did find a website that was pretty interesting that grades counties in the U.S. based on crime rates. CrimeGrade.com This site lists Horseshoe Beach with the lowest rating of an F. Old Town, which is a few miles inland, is graded as a C-D. Clearly, the area has its fair share of troubles. And most people that are in that area or from there will talk about the crime and the drugs that are known to be happening there. So perhaps law enforcement is just overwhelmed and overworked and there isn't enough manpower to handle everything they need to handle there. So let's recap what we know. On December 11th, 2019, a friend of Benny's showed up at a house where Benny was staying in Old Town, Florida, to take him to court as they had planned, but Benny wasn't there, which was quite unusual. When he missed his disability appointment on December 19th, his family knew something was wrong, and he was reported missing. Law enforcement's work on this case is questionable. I'd like to be able to defend them a little more in some way, but they have said nothing publicly on Benny's case and what they are doing to solve it. And it seems there have been many missteps along the way. And of course, here we are over three years later. The case is still unsolved. We believe they never searched property where Benny was last at. They didn't take in any evidence themselves. And they never sent in items that the family recovered to the lab, at least that we're aware of yet. If they are doing some work behind the scenes, and I truly hope they are, hopefully we will see the results of that work very soon. Since Benny vanished, many locals have come forward to Benny's family and told them a story about a murder that took place and that Benny's body was hidden for a couple of weeks and then moved. Is that a true story? We really don't know. I'd like to say that people wouldn't lie about that or wouldn't make that up, but I've seen it happen before in cases. Also, sometimes one person comes up with a story and the rumor mill kind of takes over from there. Is that what happened in this small town? Or are these people telling the truth and just no one is listening to them? So now we have just surpassed the three-year mark of Benny's disappearance, and his family still has no answers. His daughter, his mother, his father, and so many others are left questioning everything. They do believe that he was likely murdered, but they need answers. And we, as the general public, we need answers too. And we all need justice. How safe are we if murderers are left to roam the streets and live among us? Benny Battle Jr. was last seen at a house in Old Town, Florida. He is described as a Caucasian male, 5 foot 10 inches tall and weighing around 165 pounds when he was last seen in December of 2019. He was 40 years old then, and he would today be 43. Benny has black hair, brown eyes and facial hair, both a beard and mustache, the last we knew. Benny has a tattoo on the side of his neck, a tattoo on his upper back, and a tattoo running down his upper arm. Anyone with any information on the whereabouts of Benny Battle is asked to contact the Dixie County Sheriff's Office at 352 498 1231 or your local Crime Stoppers, where you can remain anonymous. Benny's case needs more attention. Whether something shady is going on or not, his family and friends need answers. Please share his case, his name, anything you can to help spread awareness. His family has a Facebook page set up for him. Let's find Benny Battle. Please go follow their page, like it and show your support. There are some new law enforcement officials in place now, so there is hope that answers are forthcoming very soon, and I really hope so. What do you think happened here in the case of Benny Battle Jr.? Do you think he might be on the run, or is it more likely something happened to him at that house in Old Town, Florida? Stay tuned to our social media as well for any updates. You can always find us on Instagram at the Where Are They podcast, Facebook, just search for the Where Are They podcast page, and on Twitter at Can We Find Them? I'm always available via email as well for any feedback or any case suggestions. You can reach me at canwefindthem at gmail.com. If you'd like to show your support for our show, you can join us over on Patreon. The link will be in the show notes. We do post weekly bonus episodes over there, and we so appreciate everyone's continued support. Thank you all so, so much for listening to Benny's story today. Someone out there definitely knows something. Imagine if this was your family member that was missing. We will be back again very soon with another unsolved missing person case. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones.